Welcome to the Power to Transform podcast, where healthcare professionals learn simple, powerful, and practical information they can apply daily to live a meaningful and fulfilled life, both personally and professionally. Now, here's your host, John Bentley. Welcome to episode three, where Dr. Frank Marshall, the founder of Force of One and eight-time author Bob Brom, Tampa's encouragement engineer, discuss how to have hope and come out better during COVID-19. This episode is brought to you by The Pallet Cabin, whose motto is, live simple, enjoy life. Dr. Frank, take it away. And so we just want to just come tonight and be able to give someone that hope and let them know that this, they will come out better. We pray and hope that they do anyway. Pray and hope don't no one come out of this pandemic the same way they went in. This, this once they went same way they went in. We pray and hope they don't come out uh, uh, worse. We have, our prayer is they come out better. We pray and Amen. hope they come out with a mindset or with bigger ideals and more bolder and more bolder to take on those things they've been saying they want to do. And they come out much, much, not just better, they come out much better than they did before they entered that cocoon. And so that's the irony of it. And so I just want to just kind of come on tonight and just kind of see what you guys thought of about that, what you all think of some of the things that people should be doing and some things they should be working on is just give them a, a, uh, the, the, you know, that um, encouraging word. Let them know that they can come out better than they went in. So we'll start out with you, Brother John. John, what are some of your thoughts on that? What do you think some of the people should be doing? And what are some of the things that you may be doing to prepare yourself, you know, to be much better and bolder and better when you come out? Yeah, Dr. Frank, thanks. I'd like to first start out just by anyone listening is, you may be in a downward spiral, you may think there's no hope. I'm gonna challenge you tonight to whatever emotional state you're in, don't push back at at what Bob and Dr. Frank and I are gonna share. And and I'm not saying that I have all the answers. I'm gonna share with you what's worked for me. So tonight, what I'm asking you to do is having a mindset of being teachable. And that's, that's sometimes difficult for me. And what's come clear to me through all of this, Dr. Frank, is, is I've got re- really th- three main themes that I'm going to live the rest of my life by. And it's number one is to be approachable. So in other yes. words, n- n- no matter who I'm interacting and relating with, am I approachable to those people so they're willing to share with me and maybe even let me be helpful at some point. So if, if I can be approachable, that people want to interact and relate with me, then I can be teachable. So if I'm Ooh. teachable, I can receive information that may help me if I choose to apply it. And then number three, I want to be helpful. And I, I'll start off with yesterday was just in my mind, I was in a terrible mental, emotional state. I had the blahs. I'm not kidding. It didn't matter what I tried. It seemed to fail. I'd start something, couldn't get going. And then I'd say, well, let me do something else. And I just really, became frustrated. And, and what I did is instead of being mad with myself or upset with what's going on, I said, Hey, John, lean into this emotion. What, what, what's really going on here? And, and part of it was, I think, because I've been cooped up is that it was starting to really weigh on me a little bit. And so what I, what I decided to do was just go for a walk. I, I just got out, went for a walk, started clearing my head. And the next thing you know, it's raining on me. Forgot to take my umbrella. Well, I had a choice. <laughs> Right. Turn, turn around, come back home. or just say, you know what? I got a dryer at home. 
these clothes can be washed and cleaned up. And go. just getting out in that fresh air, just having that rain hit me and smelling the, the cleansing of the earth just kind of let me shift and let that emotion burn through. And I was actually able to come back home and focus on one project and get a little bit of work done on it. So I, I, I think part of this is, is to recognize what you're putting in your mind. And, and, yes. I, and believe it or not, I, I'd had the news on and I didn't recognize mm -hmm. it. Well, the news is saying the same thing over and over, yeah. Yeah, come over on and yes. over, right? You no, know it's and not positive. You, you got it, Bob. <laughs> and, and so, so, so what was happening? Yep. I was actually starting to feel that and sense yeah. that it, it was it was impacting me mentally, emotionally, and physically because I was constantly listening, as Bob just said, the negativity. So turn that TV off. Don't spend all that time watching that TV. opening up things, but yet we're, we're not, they're not meeting our expectations when they're opening it up. I mean, I would love to go get me a good haircut, but that ain't going to happen for a while, right? <laughs> ain't going to happen for a while. So, so can I accept that and then control my thoughts so they don't control me? I'm going to turn it over to Bob now. Let's get some positivity from the encouragement engineer down there in Tampa. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, you got it. I mean, I spoke on another conference today about that same thing. Turn that power button press that power button off we don't need to hear that stuff we don't need it rattling around in our mind constantly because what it does is it affects your subconscious mind because it goes through and your mind starts to process that and then you hear it again and it does the same thing and it never gets a chance to let go and what you did is you stepped outside of that so that you could let go of it and dispose of it properly think of it like a garbage disposal the stuff can sit down there and stink up and rot up and and clog up your drain until you flip yes. that switch, you got to flip that switch and get it out of there. And you, you did that same thing. You turned it off. You went outside. You focused on something bigger than yourself. If you notice my background, that's the same thing. Get outside and experience those waves. In Florida, we have the opportunity to be near the beach. Although they're starting to open them up slowly, we can do exercise things on them. We can't sit on the beach and enjoy it. But just to be out there, hear those waves, feel that breeze, it's invigorating to experience God's creation in our world. I'll go out my backyard just to see the greenery and see the palm trees that I've grown from seeds, just to see that opportunity of growth and greenery and, and what God creates. I put the seed in the ground and water it. He does the rest. And so we have, there's a bigger power at work here. I think that we need to remember in our life that there's God's in control of this. We don't have to worry about every little detail. We don't have to listen to every little detail and who did this and who thinks they have this answer and all that. It doesn't matter because someday we're not going to be here and we can do with the best with what we can right now. And, and John, you, it was interesting because you brought up your haircut. Okay. A haircut. Yeah. It's a little inconvenient at times, but okay. That's, 
that's just minor. What are we looking at? You're, you're alive, you're smiling, you're breathing, you're able to spend time with your wife. She doesn't care if you're a hippie or if you're bald. So, you know. How <laughs> <laughs> I bald. <laughs> My wife cut mine, so, um, you know, she did a nice job. Um, but it's just one of those scenarios of we got to put those, those items in perspective. Who are we? We're, we're built with greatness. We have greatness within us. So what are we going to do with that? Are we going to let something trivial like what somebody says or what's happening on Wall Street or in the White House bother what's happening on our street and in our house? We need to keep our house being our heart and our mind clean and clear for the best of what we are able to do. And I think that's important. And, and you mentioned that, like you said, get outside, enjoy the outside, enjoy walking in the rain. If that's what it is, enjoy being able to talk to somebody on a Skype or a video conference like this or over the phone. I mean, you have opportunities to communicate because we have a little bit of time. So many times we get busy with normal life activities. Well, now we have some time to so make the best of that time. Yes, you're absolutely right, Bob. I love that. Just like I said, that's why in time like this, we got we can spend some valuable time with the one that we love. Just like yeah. you said, his wife doesn't care whether he's bald head or whether he's hippie. No long he's spending that quality time, you know, like that and some it just might be the opposite. Cause you know, at one point in time, you know, like some of the spouse and everything may say, You need to stay home sometime. You need to stay home, you stay going. Now they probably saying you need to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know how they get out. That's why I say you have to be careful what you say and what you wish for. You know, so during this time right here, man, this is a time for all of us to refuel, you know, and, and put out get out because you know, like in time like this, just like I said earlier, I'm reminded of something that Dale um Della Torrey McNeil said the other day, I was listening to him the other day, he was talking me, you know, that's why, you know, he was talking about, you know, like how it's, it's not a time to uh, panic, it's a time to pivot. He said like we during this time like this, you know, in life, you know, like we have three choices. When certain things come upon us, we got, we got three choices. We got like of a train coming down the track. He said you can either stand in the middle of the track and get ran over, or you can uh, run alongside the train and you, and you can uh, jump on the train and drive it. You know, the choice is yours. You can do one of the two. You can stand on the track and get run over by the same with this pandemic. We can sit there and just let this pandemic just pandemic runs over us, or we could just jump on it and just ride with it because it's here. It's not going anywhere until it's time for it to go. And so how we come out of it, like I was saying earlier, is totally, totally up to us. So that's why I said, I asked the question the other day, are you setting, are you setting yourself up to win? You know, after it passed them, because it's going to pay. So we got to set yourself up. It's totally up to you. Now is the time to put a spin on your life. You know, spin and spin, a little acronym. And the spin, that's where it's, it's, it's time to start practicing ignoring nonsense. Because a lot of times we've been uh, putting up with, with, with nonsense, and those nonsense going to cause us to be distracted and do things that are going to take us away from our goals and things, you know, that if we had some set, so we can't put them up. So it's now it's time to put a spin on our life. Just like John was saying, when things get the walls and things get closing in on us, we have to get out sometime and refresh by just getting out, just taking a walk, just that simple. We just have to do little, just a little small shift a lot of time can revolutionize your entire life. And you have to know when to shift. Definitely. All right. All right, John. Thank you, Dr. Frank. I want you to pay attention to what you're saying to yourself and what you're saying out loud to others. And if it's negative, 
I want you to do me a favor. I want you to stop and literally write down what you're saying. Because you see that negativity is being bred from some story you're telling yourself. Like, and it could be as simple as, well, we better get down to Walmart. Uh, you know, we can only get one pack of toilet paper right now. Or we need to buy this food. And some of you may be struggling with not working, not having food. And, and I can only imagine what you're going through thinking that and, and wondering where's my next meal going to come from? How can I help my family? Will I be able to go back to work? And then those are real and your emotions are valid. And, and I want you to lean into those emotions, but please, when you start that negative talking, write it down and look at it. Yes. And then see what you can do to shift your thinking around changing that story because worrying is going to keep you in the past. And if you're anxious about what the future is going to be like, all that's going to do is eat at you and have those negative emotions going. And then here's what's going to happen. You're going to start treating yourself poorly and you're going to start treating others poorly. I know I've been there. And if I don't, I was almost there yesterday because I was blah. I was looking for someone to take it out on when in realistically I was creating my own emotions. So by writing down what you're telling yourself and looking at how much of that is a fact versus fiction or truth versus a story and then mm -hmm. reframing it can help change your emotional state. And when you change your emotional state, then you're going to be able to take different action. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you one example, one example, just me going to Walmart, and now they've got it set up almost like it was when I was in the military in basic training. One way in, one way out. Well, I'm coming out of Walmart like I normally do. Like there's no pandemic. There's no COVID-19, no coronavirus. And the lady with her mask on, stop. You cannot come out this way. You turn around and you go out the way you're supposed to go out. And ooh, did I mean, I, I, I was like a shook Coke can almost ready to spew on you. <laughs> so, I'm glad so you I, did, Joe. <laughs> oh, me too, Dr. Frank. But, but now I, I want you to listen to the story I tell myself. Lady, I'm grown. I do what I want to do. I can't help what's going on, but you're about to get something from me. And I caught myself. Now, that's what I said to myself. I didn't say it out loud. And I, and I, I had to ask myself, why would she behave that way? Well, she has a job. There's rules that need to be followed that she's been asked to follow. And to be honest with you, I don't know how scared she is. I don't know. Does she have a family at home that she's concerned about that she can't feed? Her husband may be out of work or who knows? She could have an elderly parent that she's having to leave to come to work. Who needs help? And I just said, yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for stopping me. I did not pay attention. So I was able to catch myself by saying what else might be true. So I'm encouraging you when you're stuck, when you think the world's coming to an end, you're not going to make it. All those are valid feelings, but just stop and think about the possibilities and what else may be true, which then will allow you to focus and take the action you need to help yourself and others. Back over to you, Bob. Thanks, John. It's interesting you bring up that perspective of, of changing your, your perspective. And I think of it this way. We could respond or we could react. And a lot of this stuff that's going on in the news and all that, people are reacting. Why do you need 15 rolls of toilet paper, you know, or, or packages of it? You know, it's that reaction of, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. And that reaction causes you fear, causes everyone else fear, causes that angst and fear across the board. And we need to stop a second and respond 
to what goes on. So many times if you're, you know, driving in traffic, and we haven't had this in a month, so I'm thankful for that. But when you're driving in traffic, you get those people to be riding right on your tail and then zooming around you and trying to get through traffic real fast. You're thinking, man, that guy's a jerk. You don't know what their problem, you don't know what they could be going to. Their wife could be in the hospital. Their kid could be in the hospital. They could be, That's you right. know, trying to get to their birth of their first son. And I've been there. It's, you don't know what's going on, but your response to that situation is critical, not only for yourself, but for others too. Because if you react, all of a sudden you're doing crazy things too. And that could cause your, you to get hurt or somebody else to get hurt. And when you respond, it gives you that time to stop and think and get a better answer. Like you did, John, you didn't spew all over that lady. You stopped, reframed yourself and yeah. gave a decent answer. And you were decent to the person, respectful. And that's what we need in these times is, is we need to bring back those common courtesies called manners and that respect, that value of others, that praise of God, that, that knowing that there's something for the greater good and sharing that with people I think is important in our society today. We need to bring that back. And respect is a big piece of that. We're not owed anything by anybody else. And we don't have to be noticed by being the loudest, most obnoxious person in a scenario. You can do it decently and with respect to each, each other in, in a good way. So I think that's a, a good thing to, to do in these times, be respectful of each other because we don't know what everybody's going through. Like you said, people have stresses at home you'll never see. They can have stresses underneath the vest they wear at the store or at their work environment. You don't know. So just be respectful because people are people. We all bleed red when we get cut and we all cry when we get hurt. So absolutely. You know, be the, be nice to everybody. Be decent to people. That's very true. And that's how a lot and all that right there come with maturity. Yeah. You know, like um, God bless what we do, not what we say. You know, yeah. like uh, there come a point in time when a person doesn't use their sense, you have to use yours. And that was a perfect example right there. John used him because it's a way you approach people to bring the worst out of them. Because John, like I said, John could have been going through something at home himself. Who knows? And that really could have got ugly, you know. So that's why it's so important for us to continue to be aware of ourselves and talk to ourselves about certain things. We have to be mindful of certain things. You know, like every morning when you get up, when you leave the house, you got to tell yourself, I'm going to have a good day today. You know, God didn't tell you to be perfect. You know, ain't no such thing as being perfect, but he wants us to be uh, perfected. You know, that in, in order to be uh, perfected, we echo with being Come with maturity, and so John handled that in a perfect, perfect manner. Because I don't know what I would have done in a situation like that. I pray and hope that I hadn't wouldn't have spear on on them. I pray and hope that I would have took it just like John did. So that's a class act right there, John. Way to go, John. You rock. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, and 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 both of you sharing reminded me as um, again. I just want people to understand that that emotions are not good or bad. It's how we respond to them that make the difference. My grandmother, who did not even have very little education, I don't even know if she ever went to school, she used to share with me that life is a series of problem-solving activities. We get to choose how we respond. And sometimes I'm not good at that. And that's where it's learning how to manage our own emotions instead of letting our emotions manage us. And behavior is a choice. And we choose our own behavior. Nobody chooses it for us. And one thing to remember, not just in this situation that we're in, but our behavior we choose either has a payoff and that behavior is productive and it's helpful to me and others, 
art has a cost and it's destructive and hurtful to myself and others. So that's where in those moments, trying to determine what behavior is going to be best here. And I'm going to shift just a little bit, Dr. Frank. It's in my first podcast, I interviewed a nurse practitioner who's been over to Africa with Ebola. He's been down to Haiti and worked, and he was even in Mosul and, and done quite a few mission trips as a nurse practitioner. He's actually in New York City right now in Central Park. And when I interviewed him, one of the things that he talked about so much was self-care and self-compassion. Take it easy on yourself some. And he shared with me some ideas of some things that are going on. And there was one lady that her daughter was getting ready to get married. They had a bridal shower planned. Well, when all this happened, guess what? We can't have a bridal shower now. So, so I, I want to say this to you out there is now's the opportunity if you can get centered. And as Dr. Frank shared and Bob shared, just being rational and thinking about what could happen. And, and a question would be in, in this situation with the bridal shower, if we could, how could we have the bridal shower? Now, I want you to notice how saying that question to ourselves kind of helps us look at it differently. If I could, how could I? And here's what they did. They called all their friends and they said, here's what I want you to do. And they, there was like 20 of them coming. They set up appointments when they would drop off a gift at the front door. So that way nobody would be interacting with each other. They got all the gifts inside. Then a few days later, what they did was get on a Zoom call similar to this using, using a product. And they did a virtual bridal shower. So everybody had their favorite drink, whatever that was. And when they picked up the gift and, and, and it may have came from Mary Jane to, to the bride, Mary Jane and, and the bride are there together toasting and opening the gift. And she shared why she bought it for. So times like this also create so much opportunity for creativity, yes. for, for looking at doing things differently. And I, I know a gentleman that just did a program called zero to hero and he's helping people who are out of work come up with their own membership site by crafting a book, giving it away, and then selling the services of something they're good at and helping people make money. So sometimes it's, it's not just sitting back and saying, oh, woe is me, but what can I do? And, and what I find a lot of times is when we get under pressure, we forget how to problem solve. All we think about is the negative and the positive, and that's real to you. But don't say stuck there, because if you become a prisoner of, of, of the, this moment, you'll never be a pioneer for the future. And, and you've got greatness in you. All of us do. It's just finding yes. out how to use that greatness and recognize it. Because I think sometimes we'll take on jobs just to make money and have safety and security. But yet our gifts are still bottled up inside us. So this is a great opportunity for you to sit back and look at what passions do you have that let's suppose that your work doesn't come back. That doesn't mean you're finished. That doesn't mean you're through. But what are your passions and your talents that if you didn't get paid a penny for it, you would do? And those are the things you can go out and help others with. And I got one more thing. If we do one more round, Dr. Frank, I'll come back. But I want to shift back to Bob down there in breezy Tampa. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I I appreciate that that thought and you brought up something that triggered something with me. You can't in, in these times we can't live in the past. Absolutely. We can't live in the, the doldrums of now of whoa, whoa, whoa. And if we lose our job, yes, that stinks. But like you said, John, we've got greatness within us. We can do other things. That is not the only thing we're made for. 
so many of us, the graveyard is the biggest dispensary of lost dreams because nobody took the time possibly because they got into a job that was secure and comfortable and did that, but they didn't go after their dream. You can do multiple things. You can do a side hustle, if you will. We're built for greatness. We're built to adapt. We're built to overcome. And if you lose your job, maybe there's one door closes, another door opens. We have the ability to look at that positiveness, look at the opportunities around, look at how technology will be changing the way we do business in the future and get on some of those current technologies that may be small that are going to be huge after this. Um, you probably will see, you know, trends in industries that will definitely change because so many people are working remote now. Do we need all these big offices? Do we need to have people, <laughs> yes. you know, a commercial yeah. real estate may be going down, but think of the opportunities. What about programs like this or Zoom or show people how to use this, how to function it better, how to do deliveries in an efficient manner so that people can get what they want. That's a great example, like you said, of the virtual uh, bridal shower. Why not do that? You get a chance to have the gift, see the gift, wave to the person. I mean, I just noticed I got an email earlier from Smoothie King. They have delivery for a smoothie. They'll drop it off at your front door. And my wife was just talking that the elder lady she takes care of, there's a Smoothie King literally 25 feet from the back door of the facility she's at. And she's like, if I can get you just to take it over there, I said, well, there's a delivery. It goes right to their front door. They can just take it out their back door, put it down. Somebody comes in and gets it and takes it there over to go. the lady. I mean, so there's opportunities all around us. It's just shifting our mind to be able to see those opportunities and take advantage of those. That means we have to take action. And that's yes. scary for a lot of people, stepping out. You know, Martin Luther King said, uh, talked about that. Is if you don't know this next step, just take it anyway. You, the staircase mm -hmm. is not going to be seen, but the goal is there. You've got to keep taking those steps. You've got to keep taking that action to go after those opportunities because there is a lot of opportunities out there. And we got to focus on some positivity because we are built with greatness. There are opportunities and it's the world always changes. The sun always comes up and the world keeps turning until it doesn't. We got a lot of opportunities in front of us. Yes. Despite of what we're dealing with right now, we still living in one of the greatest country in the world, yeah. you know, because still we got so many opportunities right now, you know, like during this pandemic time, like I said, more people going to come out better than they did before they went in there. If they just sit back and they, they it all appear to have a lot to do with the attitude, just like John was saying, you know, like we all got it in us. We all have creativity and God put it in all of us, but we just have to learn how we have to tap into it. But you have to recognize it's there. So this, is not, this, this is my iPad, okay? Uh -huh. It's a piece of paper and a pen. Remember those? You know, yes, that's a way to take advantage of those opportunities. <laughs> Write them down, okay? That's right. <laughs> write them down. You have to capture the moment. When right. the idea hits your mind, get that pen and page. Like you say, you have to write it down. Like you say, that's what it says. A short pencil built down a long memory. Because if that's you right. don't take, that would say, if you think it, ink it. <laughs> you think that's it, right. Ink it. Because if you don't think, once it hits your mind, if you don't jot it down, you're going to lose it. Because what it says, you lose the lesson, you'll lose the blessing. Because there you can't you get blessed by something you don't lost. And you be sitting there, man, I had an idea the other day. That was a billion dollar idea. What was that? 
You said that beating yourself <laughs> up, but, but you had that pad and that pen, you jot that idea down, you capture that moment. And then you can turn it into something big. So everything have a lot to do with our attitude. We got to believe that we have that in us. They have a lot to do with the attitude that we have and the faith that we have and the outlook that we have. And we got to be able to take, take action. Despite of what you're dealing with in life, you have a lot to do with our attitude where we get through it or not. And then we got to have faith in God, believe that I can get through this. And you got to have an outlook. You got to be able to see yourself go where, uh, where you want to go from this point. Just like Steve Covey, for instance, like Steve Covey, I would like the way he say, you have to start with the end in mind. When you yeah. see an idea, you got to see yourself there uh, uh, enjoying whatever it is. You got to see yourself at the end. And then you think about, now what do I need to do to get there? That's when you get that pen and pad back out and start writing down steps. What yeah. do I need to do? Who do I need to incorporate in my life to make it happen? And who do I need to cut out of my life in order to make it happen? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, so those are some of the things we have to think about. Just like uh, I tell people all the time, when you start getting real negative, all these negative thoughts and everything start coming in your head, coming against you, that's the time I tell people, you know, you need to go back and read uh, on uh, Norman Vincent Peer book. The, po uh, the power of positive, positive thinking. thinking you, know, yeah. you know, go back and read that and, and just watch what happens. Just like thinking grow rich, for instance, like uh, Napoleon mm -hmm. Hill. Yeah. You know, like if you just sit back sometimes, get quiet and just think and just watch how new ideals and everything start flooding your mind when you just get still and just think. So he said, think and grow rich. He didn't say, there's some action behind that. It don't mean just sit there and just think, 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 think. You know, it's a point. You can't just sit there and make butt print, butt print. You have to get up and make footprints. But once you come up with those ideas, thinking you ain't gonna just do it by just thinking. You know, you got to get up. You got to quit making butt prints and make footprints. You know, in order to make this thing happen. So you all start with thinking, cause everything starts in the head. So we got everything we need uh, in order to, you know, to build an empire. You know, it's totally up to us. Just like I say, you know, like uh, something that Robert Schuller say. Robert Schuller said, tough people, tough times don't last, but tough people's people do. do. So you got to be tough during these times right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Both of you reminded me of the importance of the belief system that we have in our mind. And, you know, it, it took me until I was 31 years of age and, and a gentleman shook a Coke can, asked me to open it and compared my leadership style to a shaking Coke can that you open. And he also shared with me that, John, you've got a lot of talent, but till you learn to lead yourself, you'll never learn to lead others. And yes. you'll, and, and if you can't lead yourself, you're, you're going to consistently struggle. You're going to remain frustrated and you're going to limit your opportunities for success. So I, at th that day at 31 years of age, I said, okay, I've got to understand why I behave this way. And uh, w w one of the greatest statements that, that I ever heard, uh, uh, a gentleman tell another one and it was in the air force and, and this young lady really blew up and, and went off on people as, as they say today, today's term will be cray cray. Right. And, mm -hmm. and he, he just simply asked her in a very calm voice, like we're talking here. He said, where did you learn to behave that way? And you see, that's a question when we, we were stuck in a belief and a cycle that keeps us stuck is just to sit back and say, where did I learn to behave that way? and then trace it back without beating yourself up because those reflections will help you understand where that seed was planted and how you're continuing to water it and grow it. And it's really a weed instead of a seed It's choking off. It's holding you back. So, so, so I'll, I'll ask you now, when you're thinking about that belief system, maybe some of you, as I find myself doing occasionally is 
I'm spending a lot of time being busy, but it's not adding value or moving me toward my goals. And if you don't have goals, it's easy to be busy. And sometimes me being just busy makes me feel good because I'm doing something. But, 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 but here's what I'm reminded of from a coach of mine a few years back. He said, John, I want you to think about how much, how much time are you spending watching TV and TV stands for time and value. So how much time are you spending doing things and what value is it adding to your life? And, and that's where getting clear on your own personal values, you're getting clear on your beliefs that cause negative emotions and you get triggered in situations where you think you're not good enough, or I'm comparing myself to someone else, or I'm competing, or I say, well, they get all the breaks, I get none. All of those are limiting beliefs that are holding you back, that hold me back when I get stuck back in that rut again. And I do occasionally. So it's not about being perfect. It's about making imperfect progress in an imperfect world because we are imperfect people. So it's a little bit of, of getting a little bit better each day and not wanting instant gratification, which was one of the things that really cost me financially in my younger days. And right now, instant gratification with everything that's going on is very difficult. So I'm just going to challenge you. What, what are the beliefs that are, that are keeping you stuck? What are the beliefs that are helping you, you out? And where are you spending your time and how much value is it adding to you? Is it adding to you? And, and one other thing I'll share with you is I've been walking in my neighborhood a little bit every day and I've been talking to my neighbors six feet apart now. Stay with me. I don't want to get arrested six feet apart and I'm getting <laughs> to understand their story and who they are and what's important to them. Just listening. And I just go, thank you for sharing. I'm not going to try to fix them. They may tell me something that'll help me get better, but the key is we were meant to have relationships because Jesus told us in Matthew, I think it was Matthew 23 or 25, that we want to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And some of us have difficulty loving ourselves. And if we can't accept and love ourselves, guess what? Sure, it's hard to accept and love others. Especially yes, people that are different from us that are against what we believe. But that's what we're called to do. So get out and help others. Even if it's picking up the phone and saying, hey, Dr. Frank, I just called to see how you are. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised what that'll do for you and others. So yes. that's how we can give back, right? That's how we can give yes, back sir. by helping others. All right, I'm going to pass it either back to Bob or Dr. Frank. Well, you're absolutely right, John. That's very key, man. That's what I tell my people all the time, man. We should at least, especially during this time now, you know, at least trying to put on your agenda to call at least three people a day. And you just don't know how you edify yeah. their life by just calling them and saying, I don't want them, I'm not going to have no long draw, I'm not coming to see you. I just want to just call and tell you, I'm thinking about you because everybody looks to be thought of, you know, because you never know what kind of day they having, you know. So, uh, like I said, you got to let, just let them know God is good when life is not. You know, even when life is not treating you right, God is still good. That's why I said God is good when life is not. And so that's what we got to continue to be mindful of. And so that's why we can, and, you, and that helped them believe uh, help them to believe that, um, help them build their belief system back up too, you know, cause you have to, and, and let people know that don't live by what you see, live by what you believe. You got to believe life will get better, believe that is a better way of living. And then if you need some help, I will show you that is a better way. You're like you saying, don't just tell people a lot of times, show them how to do it. Cause so many people want to do better, but they just don't know how. They don't even know how to get started, you know? 
And so right now is the time to be able to connect with just about anybody that you want been trying to get in touch with because everybody at home pretty much now. <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up, Frank, because I was watching an, another webinar from somebody and they mentioned that idea that now people are more accessible. Salespeople mm -hmm. are calling, they're able to reach people. Well, we're always selling ourselves, even just like you said, selling the fact that, hey, I just wanted to check in on you. That's a way mm -hmm. of selling something or saying to somebody, hey, you know, I care. I just want to, you know, make sure you're okay, whatnot. Um, I did that with a couple of my coworkers that I know are living it. They live alone and just checking on them and saying, hey, you know, what you've been up to? You know, I know you've seen you doing stuff on work and stuff like that, but just wanted to see if you're okay. You know, you're doing all right. And I'll send mm -hmm. funny videos dog or whatnot for them to to see just to cheer them up but um it's that contact like you said we ran into my next door neighbor we we see him you know pretty regularly you know taking in the garbage and whatnot that we were walking one day and they were walking with their kids on the other side of the street and we were able to have a little conversation for a little while on opposite sides of the street but like you said john it's that fact of being neighborly um i think this idea will bring out a lot in neighborly efforts, if you will. Maybe you'll start to see street parties or people getting together and, and realizing who each other is. Uh, in Florida, we get that because the summers are so hot. You don't see anybody all summer. And then I'll, like Halloween, we have a big thing in our community and people come out of the woodwork and just, you know, you have golf carts going up and down the street. The streets are blocked off. And people come in for Halloween and you get a chance to catch up with people they haven't seen all summer. This is yes. going to be a similar scenario of, hey, how you been? Are you okay? You know, just that idea of getting out and talking to somebody, getting a chance to see how people are doing is such a, a great thing to be able to do. And people enjoy it. You never yes. know what they're going through. And, and that little bit of consciousness of, hey, how are you doing is a big help for a lot of people especially sure. older people. Um, you know, they, uh -huh. they may not have family in the area, uh, nursing, uh -huh. homes, pray for those people constantly because their children can be in other States and they never get visited. And it's, yes. you know, it's something we need to be considerate of. Well, you, yes. you're, you're reminding me and, and I, I try to get out two or three times a week and just six miles down the road is a, is a loves truck stop. And, you know, and I went in there, one Sunday afternoon and they've got their coffee and soft drinks, you know, the fountain drinks that you get on your own, they got that roped off and got somebody back there serving. So I didn't know that. And I asked a young lady and her name was uh, Hannah. I, I, I didn't know it at the time. I said, Hey, can you get me a drink? She said, I sure can. I said, well, well what's your name? She said, I'm Hannah. And she was so nice and so sweet. She <laughs> handed it to me and I said, Hannah, I just got to know. I said, here we are in COVID here. We are on a Sunday you're working. You probably have a family. Why are you so upbeat and positive? And she said, well, I'm, I, I was addicted to drugs and I've been off of it for a year. And I finally mm. recognized how much self-worth and self-value I have. And I'm just my Lord to be oh. here to, to, yes. to work. Amen. And, and so I, I said, you know, you, you've inspired me today, Hannah. I said, just to, to recognize it doesn't matter what situation or condition or mental state we're in that if we choose to do different, it may be tough for a while, but we can be different. And you've learned to be different. Now you're doing different. So I came back home and got one of my little books, you know, 52 ways to motivate yourself, a one year journey for living a positive life in a complicated world. Went back down there and carried it to her and, and she cheered up a little bit. And I said, Hey, it's cool. It's all right. But I wanted you to have this because you inspired me today. 
So I, I snuck on in McDon McDonald's, you know, and they got us six feet apart. And I, I got me a little uh, breakfast burrito. And there's a truck driver there. And, and my dad was a truck driver for 40 years, gone from Sunday afternoon till, till Friday afternoon for, for almost every week of those 40 years. And, I, and, you know, we got to talk and I said, well, how is this impacting you? <laughs> and he said, well, uh, I, I haven't seen my wife since January. Wow. Now, now this is March. He said, now, you know, we started doing, doing that before this hit, but my, my wife has, is it, is it COPD? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, she has that and, 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 and I'm not going to go near her at all. She lives in Kansas and we just know that we talk on the phone every day. I said, well, wow, you separated from your, your wife. I said, how else has it impacted you? He said, well, there's very few truck stops anymore that have their showers open. So now I, I can't even get a, a full shower. I have to bathe in the sink. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, Bird well <laughs> I, absolutely. And, and he said, and you know, I'm just fortunate. I can't believe this McDonald's lets me come to the counter and, and order. Cause most of them, you got to go through the drive-thru. My big rig won't go through no. the drive-thru and if they won't let me walk up, then I got to eat this junk out here. Not that this is much better. And, and, and I say that to, you know, it, it helped me realize that other people are going through things and surviving it. And for me to think that I'm inconvenienced at this point, I, I'm not. And again, I'm not saying that some of you out there listening are not inconvenienced. I'm just asking you to recognize that it takes all of us to help each other in these situations. So, so, so just again, figure out who you can help and ask people their story. People love to talk about themselves. Yes. And again, that, 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 that goes back to me. I want to be approachable. I want to be teachable. So to be teachable, I got to inquire with curiosity. I just got to ask. And then if the opportunity is there, be helpful by using the gifts God's given me to serve them. My and, Lord. And, and, and to me, that's what is going to help us come out better on the other side, no matter what it yes. looks like. Can yes. we pull together? Can we love and support each other and mm -hmm. just find ways to, to see the good in everybody? So that at 80% good, focus on it. That 20% we don't like, let it go. Let it go. It's not going to do anything but cause you to spiral down or make yourself look better than somebody or, oh, they're better than me. No, no, no. <laughs> we all got gifts. We're all made yes. in God's image and we all got talents to serve others and glorify him. All right, I'm passing the baton back, guys. Hmm. There you go. Amen, John. Amen. This is this has been good and, and that reminder for people to to realize, you know, like you've been the truckers. I pray for those people because they're nonstop. I mean, they're critical people at this time. They're shipping anything and everything. You know, you watch them pull into the Publix and it's like you're surprised the truck doesn't get, you know, mobbed or whatnot. Yeah. Um, they're, they're critical people and they haul everything. They're on the road a lot. It's, it's not a glorified life, but I tell you, they're important in our infrastructure. That's for sure. And, yeah. you know, definitely pray for them. And, and, and you bring up a great point is ask people their story. That's one that I don't do a lot of, but I definitely try to, to do more of that because it is interesting. Not only do you get a chance to learn, but you get a chance to encourage others as well. And, and those are gifts that we have that God wants us to share. So those are opportunities for us to step out into that unknown, into that unknown comfort zone and say, Hey, how are you today? What are you doing? What are you about? Who are you? And sure. it lets that other person receive that benefit of explaining who they are and the benefits they have to the world. Yeah, Bob. And, and when someone is listened to and they're understood, 
and, and you get them and don't judge them. Oh my yeah. goodness. Does that do so much for them? And, and if I may, I, I want to share with you what, what our, our healthcare providers are going through, especially the ones that are on the front lines dealing day to day with COVID the, this group of healthcare workers have never seen this much suffering. Yeah. This is the first time they've experienced it. Mm -hmm. And, and they're, they're going through waves and waves and waves of grief. And a lot of them have families back home. And then when they come home to those families, they have to isolate themselves for fear of maybe passing the COVID on to a family member, whether it's a child, a mom, a dad, a spouse. So I, I just want you to, to think about what they're going through and continually lift them up in prayer. Because again, this has been like an emotional war zone for them. Yeah. No one's ever been taught how to handle something like this emotionally and mentally. And they're seeing things that they wished they no one would ever see. And they're having to make decisions they wish they didn't have to make. Yeah. And so, so again, I just, I, I just lift them up and just say, thank you healthcare providers for what you're doing to help as many people as you can under the, the terrible conditions that you're working under and that you're seeing people go through. Mm, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been outstanding, guys. I have really, really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. I'm sure some will say it tonight that have, that will really help someone. And so we're going to get ready to wrap it up. So I just want to ask each one of you guys to give us a last word and let us know what's next for you from this point forward. What's next for you? You know, give us some last words, uh, Bob. Yeah, Bob, pass it to Bob. Bob, give us some last word, Bob, and let us know what's next for you. Well, some final words is remember to stay focused on the opportunities we have in helping others in this scenario and continue that even after it ends. Ask those people who they are, what they do. Ask about the people. Let those people be part of your, your life, even if it's just for a few minutes. That's a great encompassing idea to do with people and it brings people together and I think that's important um, as far as what I've got going on it's I continue to, to do my daily podcast encouragement engineering as well as you know focus on opportunities with my latest book a positive purpose and sharing that with the world so you know if people want to look me up they can go to www.bobbrumspeaks.com and check out what I have available and what I'm doing amen Amen. Yeah, and, and, and I highly encourage those of you listening to, to, to subscribe to Bob's podcast. One minute of encouragement each and every day that'll get your day started on the right track. And, and, and I ask you to, to, I think he's even got them on YouTube's yes, and get his book because what he helps yes. you do, what he helps you do is look at life differently, no matter mm -hmm. the obstacles you've gone through. And Bob didn't share the obstacles he's gone through in life. There but Bob, Bob wasn't born this way. He didn't take a pill no. to become positive. But what Bob did is make a choice that he gets to lead his life, no matter what's going on around him. He gets to do that. And I'm just honored to, to be, even though we've never met in person, but I consider Bob a friend and a mentor. So, so absolutely do that. Absolutely. And, and Dr. Frank, just the work that you're doing with force of one and how you're pouring into these, young men and, and young women as well, helping them look at the importance of capitalism and taking charge of their life and helping them start and grow businesses. I, that's the wave of the future. Yeah. And I think the digital piece of that online is so, so, so important. Uh, 
Dr. Frank does so much work for others without charging anybody a dime. He's simply pouring in from his talents, whether that's his, his natural gifts God's given him, what he's learned to overcome, to have the mindset he has now, that Dr. Frank's unstoppable. I don't care what anybody says. He's unstoppable. <laughs> he uses his money. He uses his gifts. And he's always pouring into others. He literally ignites the human spirit is what Dr. Frank does. And I'm, I'm proud to call him a friend and a mentor as well. And he's allowed me to be part of his programs. And it's just been an awesome, humbling gift to do that. So I'll share with you what I'm up to next. And I have taken the time these past six weeks to reflect. And, I, and I'm going to encourage you to do this exercise. I did it and, and a friend of mine showed it to me last week and I said, let me do this. I want you to find pictures of, of course, pictures are of your past, but I want you to pull out as many pictures as you can, events, a, a, even things that, that light your fire, whatever that may be. And then I want you to identify the top 10 and I want you to put them in order of priority. And, and I want you to think about a story or something that picture reminds you of. And, and I want you to write down or record a little bit about that. Just no more than 30 seconds to a minute on each picture. And I recommend 30 seconds. And what that's going to reveal to you is your gift of what you can offer the world. And, and, and here's what I was reminded of. I was reminded that if I can't lead myself, I'm going to struggle to succeed. That's what I was reminded of. If I can't lead myself, I'm going to struggle to succeed. And so I go back to get clearer on what my values are. Be helpful, be teachable. Mm -hmm. Let me rephrase that. Be approachable, be teachable, and be helpful. And so I anytime, anytime I get into a situation where I'm coming into conflict with others, or I'm blah and down on myself, I'm going to go back to that foundation. It's to be approachable, be teachable and be helpful because if I'm in that bad mood, I'm struggling, I'm blah, I'm upset. I can't be helpful. I'm not approachable. And if I'm not approachable, I'm not teachable. I've got a book, 52 ways to motivate yourself, a one year journey for, for living a positive life in a complicated world. Dr. Frank can tell you, can, can get with you and you can, you can purchase that from me if you like, but I've decided that God has given me so much and I'm finally recognizing it and loving it that I need to catch up and pour into others. And I can do that by being approachable, being teachable and being helpful. Dr. Frank, close us out, sir. <laughs> man, that was powerful, man. I love you guys, man. I really love you guys. Like I said, I thank God for you guys, man. I really do. I learned a lot from you all. We guys, are, for a lot of you don't know, we're on this mastermind every Saturday morning, you know, pouring into one another. And I really appreciate it because the best advice that me, myself, ever had in my that was given to me in my life was to surround yourself with some important people, people that yeah. going so well. Why is that, Frank? Because of the rub off for you. And that's a fact. You need to incorporate yourself with some people that like-minded think like you do, going in the same direction that you're going in. You know, so now I think Bob, he came to my event, the father-son event that we had last year. He came out and supported me. And I got, so I got, I got a, a, a step up on you, John. I done met him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so he came out to the event on a, the 2019 father-son event, man. It was just so great. And I was just overwhelmed to see when they came, man. I just don't know. I was more excited by seeing them than seeing everybody else. <laughs> so they, they came from far 
you know, as far as they came, right. man, that speaks volume. That speaks volume, man. And I really appreciate that, Bob. I never will forget Thanks. that. I feel I'm, I'm forever being debt to you. It you was know? an honor to be there. And Great I appreciate event. it, Bob. Awesome event. What he does mm -hmm. with those kids is just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. And even like John, John came out and came and taught the class and everything. Man, John said, Dr. Frank, I'm going to come out and said, I'm not going to charge you not one dime. He wouldn't even want me, didn't want me to give him anything. So, man, I just was just overwhelmed. And that, that's a friend. And that's a friend. So you get some of those kind of friends in your life, you go in places. And so I want to say, man, I'm in debt to you. You guys know, man, if it's time that I can do anything for you guys in any kind of way, I don't care what it is, whether it's financial or what. And if, if I'm in a position to do it, you got it. And I mean that from the depths of my heart. And so what next for me, like right now, I'm working with my grandkids. I had a um, I, I, I talk with my grandkids every, every Thursday. I have nine grandkids. I, I, I have them all to call in on a comfort call. And so today I had them call in. I had this uh, lady, you know, she's been hard to get a hold to. So today, this, by everybody being home, I was able to get her and her husband to come and talk to them. And they came and talked to them, man. And she brought so much out those kids, man, it's just unreal. Because I was planning on doing something with all of them. And that each one of them going to do something individual, like we're going to support. And so, man, she was just overwhelmed with those grandkids today. Even had the five-year-old on there talking about what she wanted to do. She said she wanted oh. to be a doctor. <laughs> and she wanted to be, she wanted to be a firefighter five years old. And so it was, it was outstanding, man. And so what I wanted to say to the people that's out there to the ones that's at home and are um, working on a business or some that want to start a business and don't have a clue on how to start. I just want to give them the acronym of SHARP. You know, that's one of Dame and John. I got that Dame and John. James, the acronym of SHARP. You know, set the goal. Whatever it is you want to do, set goals and start doing that. And number two, you know, and that's what the S stands for in SHARP is set. Set goals, set a goal. And then the H in, uh, in sharp stands for home. Do your homework. Do your homework. Make sure that you're putting things in the proper perspective so you can go and make it happen. And then the A in sharp stands for adore, adore. Make sure, you know, what you're doing, you adore it. You love it. Do what you love and love what you do because, you, as we all know, so when you love what you do, you can go to work every day and not make one dime. You'll never question why you went to work because you're doing something you love. And that's what the A stands for, the door. And the R stands for remember. Remember, you are the brain. You are your brain. You are your brain. And, um, and, uh, and the K stands for keep swimming. Keep swimming. You got to keep swimming. Regardless of when the obstacles and all these things come against you, just keep swimming. You know, just like a shark. A shark keeps swimming when he sleeps. <laughs> a shark keep moving at all times. And so with that being said, guys, just, just ponder those things right there if you want to get ready to start a business. And just reach out to somebody. Asking for help is not a dirty word. So ask for help if you need help. So with that being said, guys, like um, I know it's a lot more in you guys. I know it's a lot more in me. But for the sake of time, we won't, won't take uh, show people that how much we respect them, how much we appreciate them. So we're going to let them go on and get them a good night's sleep. Go in peace and not in pieces. Thanks for joining us this week on the Power to Transform podcast. To learn more about John and the services he provides, visit his website at www.power2.com. That's the number two, transform.com. 
If you found value in this show, please tell a friend. That would help us out too. 